Ao, it is the morning after Nolcast. Uh, we've got Bud here via audio feed uh, only, and um, hey, maybe this is what we do, Bud. We do a joint instant after uh, after a rivalry victory. However, we may have to piece it together. And appreciate you joining us uh, this morning in whatever capacity you can. But Florida State takes down the Gators, uh, a game that went back and forth um, until. Until it didn't, and then it was one team and one team only. So uh, Bud was fortunate enough to be able to be there. Look forward to drawing upon your uh, your insights that you were able to take in uh, from Ben Hill Griffin. And uh, this is the only the second game I've missed this year. So that was that was a toughie for me. But I was running a fever earlier in the weekend and just decided uh, decided I'd watch this one from home. So uh, great time to be a Seminole and look forward to. Uh, Look forward to doing this one. This will be a rather shorter one, but a fun one is my prediction. Man, that was uh, that was a lot, a lot of fun. I, I whew. shout out to the band first of all. Like I, I, I heard on TV it was extremely loud. Um, they or ESPN put a bunch of mics like right in front of FSU's band, and they they were playing a lot. And uh, it was, I, I, I heard it just dominated the broadcast. I, just a gutty win, man. Like, like we said, no, no double plays, right? Explosives and punt. You're probably not going to go on drives, like sustained drives, against a team that blitzes as much as Florida does. You know, and I think you you had what, like one true sustained one. drive. Yeah. You needed you, you had one when you needed it desperately. Um, but but yeah. I mean that was, it was a a team effort that was largely led by the defense. You know, we we go back to the key factors of the game. Is their left tackle going to play? I mean, I thought that was a, a key factor. And when I saw him in a sling, I was like, I, I feel good about this matchup because Damian George. I didn't like him coming out as a transfer. I didn't agree with his transfer rating. Florida took him. I was like, man, that kid really got cooked when he played for Alabama. He can't really can't handle good rushers. And Florida fans on Twitter had told me, hey, he's really not that, like, like he's not a problem, blah, blah, blah. But, like, Barber's also not good and the backup's, you know, better. I'm like, okay, let's let's see. Because that means you're putting your backup tackle on Peyton on the other side. You're, you're going to have you're gonna have Damian George solo Jared Verse. Um, I don't I don't think that works out. Their, their, their quarterback should get hazard, hazard pay for that game, man. <laughs> that was, uh, that was a, a big boy pants game from Jared Verse. And he just absolutely sunned him. It was big. I mean, Jared Jared versus final possessions there were uh, incredible. Made himself a lot of money. But even from the first um, from the first possession, it it was pretty clear that they couldn't block Florida State. I can't remember if this is the first possession or the second possession, but Josh Farmer lines up uh, in the neutral zone on one play. He, he is one of three players that immediately sheds his block. Um, so. I knew that your defensive line was going to be able to do that. And, and honestly, it was, uh, in my mind, it was avoid the double player. Honestly, if you can just avoid the triple play, if you can avoid uh, Tate getting confused in a pick six, I think you're going to win this game. Um, and that was kind of where I was after the, the first quarter. I, I don't know. I mean, look, when you're down 12, nothing, and you know, you've given up a, a safety that you would have liked to have, have not, um, then everybody can come to their own conclusions, to what they thought was going to happen. But uh, you always had to match up along the line of scrimmage. 
and uh, you know whether it be ejections or whatever else. And I texted this to you during the game. Like I feel like Florida State's the better team, and Florida State's definitely winning the war of, of attrition as far as in-game loss of players, whether it be for injury or whatever wise. Uh, and it just kept being the case, kept being the case. Uh, everybody's banged up when you get to this point in the season, but Florida carrying a bunch of knocks or picked up, uh, you know, new knocks as the game went on. That tackle that the Jerry and Jones makes is a uh, one a hell of a football play, and two um, is the I believe is the end of the night for that uh, for Etienne as well. Um, Renardo Green, kid who you weren't sure was even going to play, making some very physical plays uh, as well. It was just a tough physical football team that that went in and and did what was necessary to you know get a win and what is not necessarily like the apex of of the swamp and what that atmosphere is but still a night game at Florida uh playing you know against Florida State and that's a that's a very good atmosphere and Florida State went in and drained the swamp and left uh Carrying a bunch of uh, gator heads that I have a pretty good feeling as to where those are harvested from so uh that was great to see as well so yeah, they they really did. I mean, look at Florida's opening kind of two drives were 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 pretty solid drives. Uh, the one obviously that ends in a touchdown is I I was watching Norvell, and as soon as as the whistle blew, man, he sprinted out there to to give that rep a piece of his mind. I I, I was like, man, I is he is I don't think he was ever actually going to swing on him, but like I I have not seen him heated like that. I was like, mm-hmm. he's, I think he's kind of close. Like if the ref like, like tries to, tries to punk him and lean in a little bit to, to, to get bumped, you know, like you see an NBA ref do once in a while. Mm-hmm. Like, and Mike, Mike is so close to this guy. Uh, yeah. I, I think what, what is truly something to appreciate here is the game script and the way that the game unfolded. Like I certainly could see a, a game in which FSU got up, Florida could not, uh, you know, stick with their run game, have to pass a lot. And you you end up you know winning by by two scores. If you had told me, hey, you're down twelve nothing, and you come back to win by two scores, I I would be a little more uh, kind of slow to believe that was how it, it would go, right? I mean, personally, I yeah, that was well, and that, that is where wild. I will give Tate a ton of credit. I mean, you got you got the drive that you had to have the end the second half. To to be able to go into uh, now you damn near you damn near messed around and let them score again uh, with with yeah. them breaking that one run there but um, so you got the drive yeah. that you needed to have and uh, can, and can we talk that about point, that yeah please absolutely I'll also point out that Mike got to say another little I love you note to that official as the game ended as he was rubbing off the uh, the mm-hmm. field which. If you know Mike, he probably just said something like, I hope you have a great night or something like that. But it would probably you think just... that's what he said. <laughs> no, I legitimately think that's probably what he said. I, like that is that is a Mike yeah. thing to do is to just look at you and scream, I hope you have a great night. And then, uh, you know, make your make your way on about. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I'm sure there's audio of it somewhere. So. So, I mean, I think you're calling those timeouts because it, like you're you're not calling those timeouts to get the ball back on offense. I think you're calling those timeouts because of how you have felt about your own offense through about 28 minutes of that game or 29 mm-hmm. minutes of that game, right? Like you're calling those timeouts because you feel you need a punt block, right? I mean, like mm-hmm. if you look at it at that point, like Rodemaker in the pocket 
was not looking good through the, most of the first half. They they were going to, to a lot of like sprint out, rollout type stuff. I mean, you had what three or four delay of games in the first half, Get, getting the calls in. You could tell they were struggling to figure out like, okay, he's he's rat trapping a little bit. He's seeing some like like he's having some problems here. Uh, yeah, I mean the, the communication was an issue, and it's a it's a backup quarterback and making his first ever start in the swamp like that's not easy right that place was pretty loud i think it was hard for them to hear um you know they they had to go with you know with with the silent count and i mean yeah like that almost did backfire on them i think the decision to call the timeouts given what was there 28 seconds left i think it wasn't much mm-hmm. when, when when did they call that timeout i I think that was great insight into how Mike Norvell felt about his offense at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 23 seconds left. They called the timeout. Yeah. I was trying to pull it up here now. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, in no world can you go on a drive with, 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 with that, right? Like, cause they're going to punt. If, if they get the punt off, you're getting the ball at like somewhere between the 30 and the zero. And like, you're not going to go on a, on a drive with 15 seconds. Probably mm-hmm. like, you do that to try to block a punt or to try and see if there's a wet field, you know, maybe they can, you know, throw a snap over the guy's head or something. Um, that was that was interesting. I, I I thought early on the offense was really trying to work some of the some of the split zone stuff that that, that they were. You know, Florida had had a lot of trouble defending that at times this year, right? Some some of the zone stuff. And to it, their credit, Florida did a nice job defending that early. And then I think they were overplaying some of that later. You you caught him being a little bit undisciplined, and you Benson, to his credit, gave uh, gave a nice comment about this after the game. Did, did you watch the uh, what, what Benson did with with, uh, with Holly Anderson or Holly Rowe the uh, I, the, the sideline with him and Verse? I couldn't uh, I couldn't really hear what they were saying uh, all that well. Yeah, he, he uh, she she asked him about the the patience. He's like, yeah, they they told us it was going to be a lot of two 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 two, and then when you get an opening, uh, eventually it'll spit, and mm-hmm. it, it, it did, which is I think comp like. Hey, if you've watched this team for thirteen or twelve games this year, yes. But also, given Florida's style of defense, uh, I, I think that that is what we saw uh, in in large part. But a couple of those counters started hitting. They they ran a couple duos nicely there in the second half. Um, big game by Johnny Wilson. Like the, Florida was focused on Keon. Yeah, yeah. Johnny's just been massive uh, ever since he came back from you know whatever that sounds a head thing or what, but. Um... You could tell that, that Tate felt comfortable throwing him the ball, um, got him the ball a lot. Johnny made damn near every catch, uh, and he just, you know, there were – it was it was never 2013, uh, but there were just shades of, uh, of, <coughs> of Kelvin having defenders bounce off him uh, for an extra, you know, six or eight yards or whatever with Johnny uh, throughout much of the night. And um, – a lot of credit to that kid, man. He came in with a lot of, you know, I don't want to say red flags, but questions and, and red flags is more like character and stuff. And that's not what I'm referring to at all. It just guy struggled to catch the ball, struggled to, you know, turn into a uh, an above average route runner. He put in the absolute work. Um, Johnny's a unique individual and I'm very very proud of uh of the night he had and, and the end of the season that he's had because he's turned into a 
hell of a uh, reliable wide receiver and is got to be about the best thing that you can hope to see out there if you're a uh, you know backup quarterback who's making his first start in an environment like that. Uh, Dylan Rustin says, and I absolutely agree with this, uh, the play that Ja'Kai Douglas makes on, uh, I believe that's a fourth down, just absolutely massive. And Ja'Kai, again, not a guy that's going to get thrown to 10 times a game or something like that, but is there when you need him. And uh, that was that was one of the bigger plays of the night as well. So, um, yeah, Keon, Keon cracks me up. He's always going to be a massive part of the offense, but uh, credit to – you know, Johnny's not a secondary receiver, but you know, credit to Jakai and some of the work some of the other guys did. Um, tight end play was a little frustrating to start the game. That's just kind of where you've been at different points. Um, but uh looked like that got much better as the game went on. Um you know, they had they had a plan to try to get Bell incorporated into the offense uh as frequently as possible, and you know, he had a solid nine as well. Eventually, so some of these deep shots they took where, where you end up drawing PIs, it, it was like, okay, if, they may not be crazy open, but you need to throw it down there because Florida's DBs look honestly pretty poorly coached. And, and they, like they just sometimes they were in phase and they just panicked and just grabbed, mm-hmm. right? Like they weren't always burnt on those pass interference calls. Sometimes it was just, oh, shoot, we are. Uh, we're, we're not doing so great here. Uh, wait, actually, we are, but we don't realize it. So let's just mm-hmm. grab. And, and it was just, all right, 15. That's that's fine. But I, I thought the PI calls were were important. Florida was fairly grabby on the night. I, I think both sides were. The, the refs on the outside, for the most part, early on let you play. Uh, and then it was a weirdly officiated game. Uh, I'll, I'll certainly say that. It was. Uh, one, they got right. And um, look, I... If you look at what Florida State's defense was doing, I think they would have been okay. But um, I'm glad they didn't have to punt the ball back to him with four and a half minutes left. I mean, I don't. I, I realize you want to try to take a kill shot on a quarterback when you get a chance to, but Tate's, you know, gives himself up four or five yards in front of the first uh, first down marker. Um, that is just kind of indicative of where Florida State's de- or excuse me, where University of Florida's defense has been this year. Um, they, you know, they go for a shot. They they ring the kid pretty hard. Um, but the game was – I don't want to say the game was over there, but, you know, the win percentage thing is somewhere around here. I'd love to know what it did after uh, Florida State retains possession there on a, um, you know, series of events that certainly looks like they weren't going to pick that first down up otherwise. So, um, yeah, I, I, I say this like it, it kind of is – I'm kind of being serious, but, like, I'm not sure Florida's defense has ever been the same since they threw that shoe against LSU, man. I mean, I, I know that's kind of something like the sideline fan says or whatever, but it just that just um, just seems to be a moment that stuck with the program for whatever reason. And uh, you know, ringing Tate Rotomaker was somewhat of a uh, metaphorical comparison to that as well, at least in my simple mind. So, yeah, that was uh, God, I. I... I am worried a little bit about, about their overall level of physical fitness. If they don't, uh, if they, they're not making a bowl. Like a, it's gonna be a, a lot of a lot of sad eating going on. Unfortunately, um, I, I think potentially. Oh boy, that that big boy at four thirty or whatever or something. But then, I mean, that kid who's three sixty nine or three sixty five or whatever he is is uh, is. He needs to go ahead and take well. it on. Take it on to the league. 
Yeah, he. Uh, I don't. I, I don't need to see our guys trying to block him again. That was. Uh, that was tough. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, the the um, you you had to rotate the offensive line again, uh, a, a good bit, right? I mean, Mo, Mo Smith is. I, I don't know if the broadcast showed this, but after the one play, like he he needs two guys to help him up, and he's he's, mm-hmm. he's bending over in pain. You know, Washington's out out there limping around. Um, I mean, you're you're kind of walking wounded up front, and yeah. Atkins is just you know, trying to find a way. I think you might have found something with Meech at left guard. Um, you know, in game is not the time to be evaluating a, a offensive line play, but it did look like uh, look like you got some nice plays uh, out of that. And if you're either going to run Keandre at right guard or or whoever else, it seemed like a uh, seemed like a decent match there. So interesting to see if a, a more formal rewatch uh, bears that out. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I I think you are correct in there um obviously Roddick has, has struggled at times this year you know tr- trying to still work through some things yeah tight end blocking I think probably cost you two or three explosive run opportunities um or, or certainly put you behind the chains uh, a couple times but um did you think the fake punt was a delay of game I mean I just look if it's if they have the audio timed perfectly it wasn't but the, they don't have the audio timed perfectly on a lot of those things yeah. um so I don't know to me it looked like the ball had been snapped it looked like the ball is almost uh out of the the center's hands by the time the whistle blow on the, on the one replay they they went with there but um it was it was 50-50 so uh I want to give I, a uh, shout out. Yeah, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say. I, also, I think I think my internet's a little like like delayed the times on this. I, I apologize. No hotel internet, never, never. Please do give your shout out, sir. We need to shout out all our our awesome sponsors as well as we're you know eighteen minutes into a podcast and I haven't done that, so that's on me. All right, Sh- shout them out because I I'm gonna give this like like probably twenty seconds. So you you drop the shout outs for the sponsors. Hopefully, hopefully this thing resets for a second. <laughs> Okay, brilliant. Love the group chat with Shannon and Chad last night. 844 FSU Loan, uh, always the number one place for Seminoles to address their home mortgage needs. 844 FSU Loan. Um, I don't know if you saw him down there. I know Matt Lewis was in Gainesville as well. CongruityHR.com is the website. Congruity is uh, the provider of choice for ourselves and for many other uh, Seminole affiliated businesses when it comes to issues like payroll, HR, et cetera, uh, give them a look. They've been fantastic for every business that I have been a part of that has chosen to pair with them. And Matt Lewis is brilliant. CongruityHR.com and our uh, Matt Thompson and the team at uh, For the Table Restaurant Groups. There's no better option, whether it be away games, home, Madison Social, Township, Charlie Park, and I uh, believe they just have an opening that is uh, next week that we'll talk about as well. So uh, great stuff from the For the Table restaurant group people, as always. So I was sitting next to uh, to Mark and a friend of ours. And I, I don't know, there's, there's various levels of panic going on. And and I'm like, man, I think FSU's got got Florida's protections picked. And I'm not saying like sign stealing, but I'm like, I'm I'm fairly sure 
FSU has some kind of tell on on what kind of protections Ford is calling here, either formationally or something. Because after about like the first, I don't know, quarter, maybe quarter and a half of the game, almost every stunt and blitz FSU called got home or like severely affected the play. And I'm just talking about like free runner after mm-hmm. free runner after free runner uh, at, at the quarterback. Like you started to hit that kid, Brown, who I thought played admirably. Uh, you, you started to hit him a lot and you really started to speed him up. And it was really uh, basically, can you get Florida into like third and medium, third and long? Because then at that point, they really are cooked. Like they made what one, one good conversion on third and long in the final 45 minutes of the game, I think. Uh, and we know it didn't happen in the fourth quarter because in the fourth quarter, Florida had <laughs> negative yards. <laughs> that was, uh, it, it, there was something poetic about that issues band playing over the, uh, that the, the Tom Petty, you know, won't won't back down, mm-hmm. won't get turned around. Uh, well, actually, they they did get turned around. Um, it, yeah, man. Um, they that was good defensive coaching in game. I thought, like, look, obviously, Florida is a mess offensively. At, at at least they had an initial game plan. It's not shocking that that UF doesn't have a whole lot of like backup plans with a backup troop like you know retro freshman quarterback and 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 some offensive line problems that they already have fsu out adjusted billy napier though like we did see better coaching on fsu side than, than florida's side in my opinion they had some uh they had some nice looks in the first half i think they were con- causing some confusion with uh with some of the linebacker reads there um but you're right the you know the blitzes more and more did start to get home um and when they didn't Guys that were wearing number fifty-five or five uh, got home. I mean, Braden Fisk, have yourself a game, man. That was that was a great great evening for him. Uh, just the player that we've seen practicing all year uh, had had himself a game to remember. Jared Verse has the the game that uh, all the fan base who you know looks purely at the stat line uh, <laughs> would want him to have. And Pat Payton. Um, made the most of a of a fortunate matchup and it's just so damn disruptive man i mean old uh i know he's what third in the conference as far as past deflections or something like that uh he's just a a disruptor and uh the whole defensive line farmer favo uh, my man malcolm ray had a hell of a night uh just in Great stuff uh, by the by the defensive line in general, and I, I do think that that was aided by, um, you know, when you're an offensive lineman and you have the back of your head that, uh, you know, like you can't just focus on your what you think is your immediate responsibility. You've got to look to see if there's somebody else there or a secondary responsibility. I think it becomes all the more uh, of a challenging job to just – you know, block the guy that's in front of you. Um, so I, I do think that Florida State had the better players and the better talent up front, but I do think that some of those blitzes getting home in the second quarter kind of further helped to loosen up uh, what they were doing up front defensively. Completely agree on that. Yeah, I, I um, something else I, that I, I think we need to uh, address because we, we said it in, in the pregame was the the tackling of the defensive backs. Right, we knew that Florida would try to get their looks uh, to 
to get your their backs on your DBs. Now, look, that's not unique to UF. Everybody does that, right? On 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 the on the play FSU score, like generally, there's either a corner or a safety who's not blocked, and and you you tell the back, hey, you're on scholarship at Florida State, right? But we expect you to make a defensive back miss. And uh, I thought, for the most part, Florida State's defensive backs tackled fairly well. Not amazing, but we have seen this group struggle with tackling this year. As you mentioned, Renardo gutting it out. Um, I mean, Renardo making the play on that screen is one of the plays in of, of, the, of the football game. Mm-hmm. Not only does he keep his leverage with the blockers, he ends up slipping the blocker, keeps can, you know keeps contained, and then body slams the guy. Um, I mean, that's a hell of a hell of a play right there, honestly. So, um, getting those guys to tackle at an adequate level is a really important part of this defense. Uh, you're exactly right as far as the amount of attention verse uh, draws. By the way, I mean, there's a, sort of a whole element going on on defense, just as there is on offense. You really can't double Johnny that much, and Johnny is largely going to win against single coverage, especially if it's if it's against your number two corner. Like you could put the number one on Johnny and play play two bracket on Keon, but it's sort of the same thing with verse, right? You're going to have to probably devote some extra resources to to stop Jared Verse. Many teams have. That's in in large part why his numbers are down a little bit this year. The impact, I think, less so, but the numbers certainly are are down. Uh, he's got a lot more attention. Well, that means you're going to have to put solo on Peyton, right? Or uh, when when you run some of these stunts, I mean, they were crushing Florida in the third quarter with this this little like you know Fisk verse stunt, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. George George would chase verse inside so hard, and and Fisk would come free, and then you wrap and then you wrap him up, and then Bethune comes and, and and smacks it. It was a really nice defensive effort for the Knowles. Um, you know, the first two drives. I, I get it. You're probably not going to, probably not going to get a shutout. You know, three point nine yards of play uh, was, you know, was was key there. Um, and, and you made better adjustments. You're you're a better coach team than Florida is. Um, and now they're now they're five and seven. They have an absolute death march of a schedule next year. You know, I don't know if Billy Napier will be fired in October or November, but I mean. It's it's hard to see them doing better than than seven and five. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm willing to entertain seven and five if they have a monster year in the portal. I mean, maybe eight and four if everybody else around them falls apart. But uh, you know, that's them's the breaks, man. Them's the breaks, most definitely. No, officially, verse with two and a half sacks. Peyton with two. Fisk with one. Farmer gets the other half sack that was shared with verse there. Uh, just a a dominant line night for the line of scrimmage and uh great to see great to see that group play the way that they did uh fabian i think had two tackles for losses uh let me just check uh just one tackle for loss there but yeah great maybe evening maybe he ate some double teams well i will say that like he yeah. has a role and it was to just you know sit in there and make sure a run goes for one or two and not not five i i yeah i thought he played thought he played well against the run um did you see uh, PFF is giving Dent credit for this is the highest pass rush grade I have ever seen. Pass rush grade ninety nine point three. Ninety nine That's great. I don't that's know great. how uh how do they get to the point three? Like 
I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah. they. That's uh, that's awesome. Yeah. No, I mean the dent play. You know, we all we don't even really need to talk about it. It's absurd. It's preposterous. Yeah, we'll uh, save conversation for that at a later date. Maybe we'll just try do to think that, block it out that that's what the sport has turned into. I don't know. I do think Mike and Tony need to um, need to watch what Hennigan, Hennigan is doing at Memphis and maybe consider teaching this this like quarterback like safe dive thing that Memphis is doing. I've seen a couple other teams start to do this. Because, like, yeah, it. are you going to get the flag? If you slide and get whacked, you're going to get the flag. But the flag doesn't really protect your brain, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. that's like, you know, it, it's that was a kill shot. Uh, but it's third down. Like, they're going to hit you there because because they're going at you like full speed, right? It, it's hard to pull up there. It, right. They're already kind of in their tackling motion. Like, they're within a step, you know, um, ish. It, it it's not like you're you're giving yourself up and they're three steps away from hitting you and they, they, they come and smoke you. I, I don't know if, if you've watched the what Hennigan does at Memphis. I, I think it's interesting. Okay, um, I haven't. I'll, I'll go go watch that. Interesting. I just I I hate it for uh, for for Tate to to get smoked like that. Um, you know, it, what else do I have here? Hunting was generally okay. Had the one punt where the snap was a little wild, and you got what an eighteen yeah. yard punt out of it, or something like that. Um, wouldn't wouldn't put too much of that on Mastro, um, but no, I mean, uh, you know, Florida's punter had a couple a couple in his back pocket. Impressive, he hit a couple boomers. Uh, good for him. Good for him. Well, no man. Finally, when Keon knew he had that leg, he ended up out kicking his coverage a bit. Uh, great, great return there. Twelve and zero, well, dog. One of his ass off. Yeah, yeah, no, Florida's kid was was nuts. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Three or four years ago, I wasn't sure this program had a whole lot of twelve and zeros in its future, uh, or if it had the you know capacity to do it in general. So remarkable, remarkable year. Uh, Great to see these kids get the get what they deserve as far as how much work they put in, how uh, how consistently they go about their approach, and incredible team, incredible team. So, um, what's the uh, where can they donate to the Battles End? (laughs) Yeah, BattlesEnd.com is the website. You can go donate there. We've got a couple things on social media as far as one-time gifts. Uh, you can do your Christmas shopping there. We've got, uh, as you can imagine, Bud, it was a good night for Trey Benson uh, memorabilia. Uh, but there's uh, all sorts of stuff as far as uh, various defenders and, and your offensive leaders as far as Johnny, Keon, Jordan, Trey. TheBattlesEnd.com uh, has certainly played some part of uh, of being 12-0 and 0 and whatever part of that is. I can assure you that we're very proud of it and would love to uh, continue to uh, having a positive impact on the program. So uh, thank you, bud. Thank you very much. Yeah. Absolutely, man. All right. So next week, Charlotte, Louisville. We'll have a preview. Um Louisville did lose to Kentucky this weekend. They it looked awfully similar to their pit game. Mm-hmm. You have a kickoff return, minus three in turnovers. They held they held Kentucky to 200 yards and lost. It it's hard to give up 38 points if you're only giving up 200 something yards, but 
they they managed to do it. Uh, that'll be that'll be another war for sure. Um, you know, you're you're gonna have a chance to prove that you can look a little better than than you did yesterday. Right? I, I think the saving grace here is that you know, Alabama looked pretty poor against an Auburn team that I think is a little bit worse than UF is, uh, although maybe not with the backup quarterback. And uh, obviously Washington just hasn't looked right for about a month. So uh, I've been watching college football for a long time, and I lived through the 2013 Auburn season of the tipped hail, you know, fluke win against Georgia and kick six and stuff. Dog that Iron Bowl was the craziest thing I've ever seen. But I mean, that was the between you have a. I know you were like making your way into the stadium. You've probably seen replays now, but you have. Well, we had it on. Uh, for, oh, Florida you? Stadium. Okay. Florida okay. Stadium has Wi-Fi, and okay. I, my seat actually was directly over the Wi-Fi transmitter, so we we, oh, we had nice. the game on. Okay, okay. Which may, well, maybe I'm, I don't know. I've, I've I've already had all the kids I want to have, but I'm, you know, if <laughs> just gonna say you might have just. You I hope just it didn't cook me. Yeah, taking care of yourself there. Uh, yeah, you got a little internal preheat, but uh, no, nah, I mean the mishandling of the snap, the the going over the line. You know, I didn't watch all of that game every play, but it seemed like every third play that I saw, Milrow was running over, you know, past the line of scrimmage, and then trying to throw a ball, and then. Uh, uh, to score on, you know, what was essentially what fourth and thirty-three or fourth and goal from the you know thirty-one and thirty-three or whatever it was, it was just bonkers. And then, you know, they almost get a safety, and then they get a pick six to end the game. That was just that was this insane ending that I've ever seen to a game. So that was wild. That was wild, dude. That was that was wild. Uh, I I don't know what to say. I I think Georgia takes care of them next week, honestly. Yep. You know, we shall see, man. 12 we shall see. What we know uh, is that we're twelve and zero, and just beat the damn Gators. And what a year it's been! So awesome. Yes, indeed. All right, man. I uh, will see you probably. I don't know tomorrow nightish, maybe or uh, yeah, just you know. Before. Give Maggie my best, and I uh, appreciate you uh, enjoying us or uh, enjoying joining us via via audio. So much appreciated, brother. Yes, sir, Talk man. To you soon. I'll see you guys.